Hi. Hi, <laughs> Terrence. Hello, Tony. Rose. Rose. Good Hi, to guys. See you guys. Hey. Welcome to the Rockwardness Podcast, where every episode we talk to musicians about their musical journey from its earliest beginnings to the present day, and they play us one of the first songs they ever wrote. We're your hosts. I'm Rose Sean. I'm Terrence LeClaire. And I'm Tony Tancredi. Here we are. That's us. Rockwardness. All three of us. Today, we're talking to Cecilia Della Peruti, aka Gothic Tropic. Uh, Cecilia is a multi-instrumentalist and songwriter. She's also a badass guitarist and has played with Beck, Charlie XCX, and Borns, and so many others. She is so cool. Tony, how did you meet Cecilia? I met Cecilia back when she was playing with the Rumspringer. They did a session in my old studio in Mission Viejo, and they completely slayed. I remember digging her vibes and guitar playing, so I think I followed her on MySpace or something, and I would always try to catch her shows in LA. She's an amazing performer. She recently gave me the opportunity to mix her show at Moroccan Lounge. It was so good. So cool. Yeah, this was such a good hang. I, I don't even want to tease it. Let's just jump like right in. Like, right into the backyard. Right into that backyard. Right into the Let's backyard. Right into our conversation with Cecilia Della Peruti. Wait, every fast food yeah, thing on so one? Yeah, so like Philly cheesesteak, mozzarella sticks, French fries, chicken fingers, whatever. And like they had a loaded hoagie. Like at the same time? Yeah. And they had a bunch of different versions. Like some had one thing. Massive and hoagies. That sells, like, baby. Yeah. Did it? Did they partition it in the length of the hoagie, or was no? It? it was just all in there together. It's like a most taste of them, experience. Most of them had marinara. Yeah, they, there were a bunch of different varieties, and they just all... sopping with marinara. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I guess we're recording now. We're recording. Yeah, yeah, yay! Hey, welcome, Cecilia. Hi, Cecilia. Yeah. Hello, thank you. Woo. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. We're back. We're so. Back. Yeah, I'm so, so excited to talk to you. I, we've been chatting for the last 15 minutes, and I've been, like, saving it all. <laughs> um, you were starting to say, actually, you know, where you grew up and stuff. We were, like, talking about Pasadena, but I saw that you're from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were saying, I think, that you left New Jersey when you were 12? Yeah, about 11 or 12. Um, I was kind of back and forth from L.A. to New Jersey before then, and uh, my dad's still, so I was born in Plainfield, grew up there, but my dad's in Morristown now. Oh, okay. People oh, yeah, tend yeah. to know Morristown. <laughs> I actually, fun story, I walked into, you know, the ta- the square, and because every, like, New Jersey town has a colonial square. I was going to say, was it a township? It did was a grow? township <laughs> of Morristown. And I don't know why I did like a Chicago accent over a <laughs> New Jersey. Town. It felt right. It's, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. It's East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> She's like a mom or something. She's someone that we know. And I walked into town and I went to this bar called The Office and I just wanted <laughs> to get a beer. I was 22. Uh, I wanted to use my ID and get a beer and have a lone beer and just, and I, you know, I was looking around. I was like, who, who, like, are there any other alt kids in this town? Definitely not. And I was looking around and I saw a guy with tattoos also having a lone beer. And I was like, okay, tattoos, okay. This guy knows about music at least. And I like walked up. I was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm here visiting my dad. I just walked in. Do you mind if I like join you? Struck up a conversation and it was Ben Wyman, uh, from Dillinger Escape Plan, wow. New Jersey Heroes. Oh, <laughs> and and I was like, oh, yeah. So 
the New Jersey like music experience for me was all rooted in like thrash, like you know, hardcore, like yeah, math rock, yeah. And when I was like fourteen, um, I convinced my dad to drop me off at the Stone Pony. Oh yeah, <gasps> yes, Asbury <laughs> Park. Yeah, yes. and because uh, I I met a punk kid at church camp. <laughs> That's where you yes. meet punk kids. That's where you meet punk kids, yeah. And that's where you, where everyone exercises their teen, like, uh, sexual tension. Oh, my God. <laughs> we've talked, we've actually talked about this on this podcast before. Yeah. Go that, on. That's angst, right? Yeah. Angst. Yeah. Teen, yeah. Angst. Yeah. 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 teen angst. Yeah. Um, and so we were going to meet up at the Leftover Crack and Choking Victim Show at the Stone <laughs> <laughs> Yes, okay. And... I arrived, you know, like dressed in clothing and and then I changed into the clothes that I had in my backpack after my dad dropped me off, mm-hmm. which were like, you know, had the grip fast boots with the steel toe so I wouldn't get stomped. Smart. In the pit, of yeah, course, yeah. as you do. <laughs> and then um a like basically a headband for a skirt and like, <laughs> you know, some like cut up top. And yeah, some like like thrash fishnets and yeah, the tank top, whole, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, it's amazing. And um and yeah, so I enjoyed my first punk show at the Stone Pony. That was like my first like, oh, oh my these, God. these are adults and they don't know that I'm 14. Kind of yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh sweet, I'm uh, passing. Like I'm in. I'm yeah. I <laughs> right? get to be part of it. Yeah, I made yeah. it in. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I was passing by 12. So yeah. that, that was a little <laughs> scarred by that point. I know. Same. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It was like really interesting because like you, the Thrasher scene came like, I mean, you were visiting, going back to Jersey, right? But like. Where was the first, you think, like, the first time, like, this is the music that I want to do kind of scene, you know? I, I think that happened because I, towards the end of high school, um, I went to Hollywood High. Did you really? And, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> like on I've always wondered. Or Highland. No, Highland. Yeah. Highland, yeah, yeah, yeah. Highland and, Hi- yeah, I've, right in the Man, I've always wondered pit. about, like, what that's like. It was, I mean... I basically don't, I can't tell you what the classrooms were like because I ditched most <laughs> of my classes by that I point. never went to I, them. I tried it out and um, like some of the teachers wouldn't show up and the class was just like The teachers? Wow. Yeah. And, um, but I did uh, go to to choir and the arts Good, magnet yeah. That's classes. What, uh, yeah. See, I wish yeah. I'd taken advantage of that when I was a teenager. Like in high school, it's like, hey, Free voice lessons. No, didn't do it. Same. You were smart. Same. You went to the you went to the important stuff. I was I was disillusioned by then, so I I ended up like ditching Hollywood High to go meet up with my friends who went to Marshall High, and so I'd take the bus up to oh, the nice Los Feliz. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, yeah. And then we'd hang out on that brick wall until like you were in the Breakfast Club, right? Just just like <laughs> yeah. triumphantly rebelling, and then we would walk to. Uh, Kirk Podell's house, and a- he actually made drums out of pots and pans. Nice, and that's what started like the punk show, the punk band. And which one? Well, th- that was the Cheats. Yeah, and that was like the first time that I got to write music with people and kind of just do that, like in a band and in that like context, because I was secretly writing 
my mom would like she had tape recorders um, because she's a, a voice coach, she, so she would always use like cassette tapes, and she would just record me noodling around on piano up until then, and being a like kind of like neoclassical nerd accidentally. Was that and the then, first instrument, piano? I, yeah. Nice. Wow. And so then when punk happened for me, I was uh, mentally there to accept its uh, effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're kind yeah. of just, you're, it's funny, you're kind of describing like, what I like wish my life had been like at that age. <laughs> like I was reading about people doing these things. <laughs> it was a result of, of some shit. So it, it, it de- like it definitely came to pass after like a slew of slapstick failures in high school, like getting sick, getting like beat up for months. Like it, there was oh, like God. all this shit. Ugh. And so coming out of that, I, m- the 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 illness actually kind of made me like super like gangly punk looking. Oh yeah, sure. you were really in the aesthetic where you were like skinny and Just, like yeah, yeah, yeah bust yeah. head at that point. And so when I went back to school, this one guy. He would just call me Oi. My name was Oi. I love that. My name was Oi. I don't, yeah, I wouldn't mind. I'd sure. be like, okay. Oi. <laughs> Oi. And uh, so that thrust me into the like punk scene and just being like, okay, I give up because I, I had tried going back to school after I basically went to sleep for like 10 months. So it was like, oh, hard factory reset on Cecilia. So going back to school in 11th grade like come on so i kind of, it kind of fizzled out can i ask what your illness was it it was epstein barr virus it was oh. a bad one oh, oh shit no so shit. you basically had like the worst case of mono it was bad oh, yeah shit. oh my god <laughs> i got some like ancient disease like a uh, scarlet fever and like a like a spinal infection and wow. like all this crazy Jeez. shit i was like on an, an academic trajectory and then like that happened and then punk took over and then I just was like oh there's like intellectual punks and like everyone mad at shit so yeah yeah it, like me so yeah friends, <laughs> well, that's, friends. Yeah. <laughs> that's so interesting because yeah there's absolutely um at least for you know a certain kind of punk I guess like very much like an intellectual and even academic aspect to it but also like I mean so much of the punk ethos is about like feeling like an outcast and I can only imagine, I mean, you were describing like, you know, some other difficulties, but I can only imagine like how else would you feel after being out of school for a year? Then like, I don't belong here. I don't understand. I like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what people around me like. Like, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I can only imagine like, yeah, of course. I mean, what, what other, what else would you be attracted to than this kind of like haven for people that don't fit in elsewhere? Yeah, exactly. It, it swooped me up and, and I was like very much, um, never like bullied in my little punk scene. Yeah. I think it probably all of us in that little scene, like it really helped us like put our energy towards something positive. Well, yeah. I, Even I, if it looked like right. veiled in uh, anarcho-Satanism. See, but yeah, <laughs> well, see, this is the thing That's that the I... aesthetic. This is the <laughs> thing that I think people, especially like the adults around you, misunderstand yeah. at that time is they're like, well, I don't like the piercings. Like, they don't like the way it looks. <laughs> yeah. Right? 
but it's the optics like, aren't great. The optics, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, but intentionally, but also, <laughs> intentionally, yeah. right? But also, who fucking cares about that stuff? But you know, yeah, the adults around you are like, oh, these kids and their piercings and their torn fishnets. But it's like, yeah, who are finding a refuge in a each other and in a safe place for them to like be who they are if they're queer, if they're, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if they, you know. They have PTSD if they have bad skin, like whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I've heard so many stories from others about like what brought them into punk and how, you know, and and, and often like how it saved their life. Yeah. And yeah. So, Acceptance. So the mm-hmm. idea that it's like bad because they don't like the fact that your hair is pink is like, you know what? You care about the wrong things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You care about the wrong things. But you got into punk and then you started this band with your friend. So yeah. you moved over to guitar from piano. Well, it's hard to do punk piano. Right. Well, punk. It's a- <laughs> I mean, you could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rag you could time, do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, right, like I'm sure somebody punk has. Piano. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was, so that was, that was probably the first band that, that like brought me out of, of that. And, and then, um, yeah, that was a whole thing. I'm s- still, uh, now the, at that point, I wasn't even playing guitar. I was I was just holding a mic and like writhing around on the ground. <laughs> yeah, but, great. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that sounds so cathartic. Yeah. So you were writing like lyrics and also like were you like the melodies of songs? Like you're yeah, kind of like, yeah. But it, sometimes the me- melodies would be dictated by the guitars because we all like we loved like Black Flag and. Uh, Bad brains. Oh and, yes, you um, liked the good like, punk. Yeah, <laughs> and and a lot of like seventy seven punk and even like yeah like X ray specs and like Ugh. all the squealers. Yes. Mm. Oh bondage. And uh, <laughs> and so like, I think we just borrowed some like because they would the melodies would often like follow the guitar lines and just kind of trace above it and uh, you know ad lib around it. But yeah, that was um. That was probably the first scene that I felt like it nurtured music making. Amazing. So that you like pick up a guitar there every once in a while kind of thing. Right. Like, to yeah, write yeah. it. To right. write. And then I, because I didn't assume that I was, you know, because I wasn't the guitarist. Uh, Robbie uh, was right. the guitarist. And um, yeah. And, and then after that, uh, funny enough, like I got really tender and like was playing acoustic like kind of like folk songs at Crane's Tavern. Which oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I've played at Crane. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah? R. That's R. awesome. Crane's Tavern. What was that his was name? So- Dane, the owner, like, or D- D- someone. I don't remember. At the time, he was just, like, half-baked permanently. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I I managed to play there, you know, underage um, for years. And then... <laughs> And then it, and then it's uh, now something else. Um, but, you yeah. LA kids, I'm yeah. telling you. Oh, it's good time at Davy Wayne's yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very hip. It's like Houston Brothers. It's crazy it. too, though. Uh, the Do Over just uh, had like a a party in downtown the other day, and they dropped Crane's Tavern, and it oh, just wow. reminded me, <gasps> like the Do Over started at Crane's Did when they? Crane's was Crane's. Wow. wow. And and uh, that was 15 years ago, they said, because oh, it was a 15-year anniversary, so that just blew my mind. That's bananas. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's so crazy. So, like, I mean, it's to just, like, rewind a little bit into the punk thing. Like, yeah. It is, um, it's funny, because I, I feel like part of what makes punk sort of the gateway 
music, right? Yeah. Is because it's so accessible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so simple. Yes. And it's okay too that you're borrowing, like you said, from who came before. Because I mean, if you listen to like any number of punk bands, uh, influential punk bands, um, Bikini Kill, even like yeah. I, especially the earlier stuff, like a lot of it sounds kind of the same because it's more about what you have to say yeah and way 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 less about any sort of proficiency on your instrument so it's like you know this kind of elitism that you come in that you come in contact with in music sometimes like you know i mean fuck remember when people used to say like oh nirvana aren't good guitar players like they only play who said that fuck you (laughs) yeah except they are except they are yeah (laughs) i mean i think history has Born out who's right about that but it's also like you know it's not always about being like a steve vi like virtuoso yeah whatever no which like yawn yeah it's (laughs) it's content anyway that's a long screed about whatever it's true My, my dad's a musician and he has a good quote about that it's like you know, for like shredders, especially jazz like players mm-hmm. who love to pick apart like other techniques and other voices. Like, I would argue that like jazz and punk have a lot more in common yes, than they ideologically. Would admit. Yeah. yeah, ideologically for sure. Wait, what's the quote? Well, my dad said, uh, "Well, that's a lot more fast than it is good." <laughs> and so, which is true. And when, yeah. like, right. I love yeah. that. That like, yeah, punk pairs down awesome. to like the basic like the root basically and then like the top line yeah and that's and and a beat and that's like really a good lesson for any musician to like have to go through is just like working with very few elements and what you can make out of such little like impressive qualities quote unquote like is actually the the challenge Yeah. yeah and just you know i think um I think there's also something, I mean, maybe this is again, like from my era, like there was a lot, there was a lot of like that kind of like simplicity shaming that I felt like was kind of veiled misogyny because it was like the point where a lot of these like riot girl bands were coming to prominence and it was like, yeah, it was way more about what they had to say than necessarily their like guitar chops. It's ironic too, because all the nineties songs, like you listen back now and you're like, wait a minute, the radio hits like four chords uh-huh. and just like super yeah. simple. I think that, yeah, the accessibility of punk is something that makes it so like, I mean, part of probably what makes it so like um, appealing and accessible for teenagers. But, but yeah, like, and it's also just this place where, you know, you can truly say anything and what you're feeling and how, and, you know, voice your anger yeah, or your sadness and it's often where like humor isn't out of doesn't feel out of place. Right. Yeah. 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 You can write you can write a funny punk song and it's yeah. not corny. It's right. A, it's like yeah. It's all. It's kind of all satire. There. You can yeah. be like yeah. yeah it wasn't a lot of satirical music. Like I mean, in the seventies, that was it. Like the punk scene. You know, like if you think about it, un- unless they were like purposefully like funny songs, like. Which I was you anybody know? even doing that? Right. I don't know. Sparks, I, don't know. I guess. Like, but right. they had a, but that they're they're eaten sh- by the monster of love. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Angst in my pants. They wrote angst in yeah. my pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> angst in my pants. You're great, Sparks. Well, you you wrote a funny punk song, right? I did. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good segue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Wait a minute. What are some other good punk songs? Yeah, I like? just it just came to my head right now. 
<laughs> Yours. Yeah. So this this is a. Uh, it was a uh, like. We recorded uh, a whole EP, this band, The Cheats, like, we were, I don't know, 16, 17. And um, it was uh, me on vocals, Kirk Podell on drums, um, Robbie on guitar, Jill on bass. And uh, we, like, wrote uh, a whole EP, and we called it Cunt Power. (laughs) Uh, We recorded it on CD in a... Wait, you recorded on Wait, like CD? Straight recorded to CD? straight to CD wow. at that um, rehearsal spot on Vermont. <sighs> oh, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. It yeah. like it like still existed when I first moved to LA, but it's yeah, not there anymore. It's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's where we recorded this, and um, I like found um, uh, the record, and I. I took a listen to it this morning and uh, <laughs> I learned one of the songs, kind of. Oh yes. my gosh, can you please yeah, play it yeah, for yes. us? Yeah, I will, I will. Okay, <laughs> yes. What's it called? Okay, so um, this tune's called Veggie Boy. <laughs> and um, it's about the uh, vegan crust punk who took my virginity. Who I honored with the uh, <laughs> sorry, I almost veggie did, boy. If I had yeah. had anything yeah. in my mouth, I would have done a spit take. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's something. You should probably say that again because I interrupted. You. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, yeah, this this tune's about um, the vegan crust punk who took my virginity. Look away, bomb your face, bring me back to New York State Pretty boy, happy girl, just another crazy world Look away, bomb your face, bring me back to New York State Pretty boy, happy girl, just another crazy world Veggie boy, past the best Sweet, cool, intangible He says I'm number one, but I'm just another tool Away, bomb your face, bring me back to New York State. Pretty boy, happy girl, just another crazy world. Look away, bomb your face, bring me back to New York State. Pretty boy, happy girl, but another crazy world. Veggie boy, past the best, sweet, cool, intangible. He says I'm number one, but I'm just another tool. Veggie boy, past the best, sweet, cool, intangible. Says I'm number one, but I'm just another tool. <laughs> Wish he could have me. Wish I could have him. Veggie boy for life. I'll shove it down his pipe. Love is not for real. It's all just one big lie. I gave it up to him. I wish he could just die. Look away, bomb your face, bring me back to New York State. Yes! yes. Oh my God. Yes! Okay. Veggie boy. Veggie boy. Veggie boy for life. By the cheats. Seriously, though, not only is that objectively good, uh, (laughs) but. I just, mm, I felt it so hard. Like, I... (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Josh Verdi. Oh, okay. um, He's like a CrossFit dude now. Oh, how funny. (laughs) Well, so he's always been into health. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Good man, Josh. This is a fantastic, uh, you know, sort of celebration of... Oh, oh, I love that we got that can pop. I know, that, that sounded so good. good through that. <laughs> <laughs> Loop that. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, did the cheats put out anything online, or did you have a tape or a CD? Well, wait, wait, with that well, straight song, to CD. Like, we had a CD. Yeah, yeah. straight to CD. Straight, straight to, to CD. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. obviously. But, straight to CD. So it's out yeah, there. I want I, like we like burned them on our computers to make more CDs and sell at shows. But yeah, we why? didn't. We did. We never went DSPs. We never did anything. So like what? That. What that's year awesome. was that? Yeah, because that wasn't even around. If I may. that was um, yeah, that was probably like. 2008 okay nice. so yeah it was like yeah. you could have put your music online but like it wasn't really it wasn't up there yet. no we were myspace we you know. like actually i think myspace what must have been yeah myspace we didn't even have a a myspace wow we were just you were like, so true punk rock yeah. it, it was it was it was very yeah and and we were playing with like the diffs who at that point uh were like 14 or 13 or something like that who are now Fiddler. Oh my god. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. So wait, and what kind of venues were you playing? The Knitting Factory in Hollywood, yeah. the small room. Yeah. yeah. So also played there. Yeah. Alter Knit Lounge. Yes. Knit Lounge. Oh my god. Shout out, shout out to Becca Balin. Becca mm. Balin. Yeah. Booked us there yeah. a bunch of times. Booked us yeah. there too. Becca my- Balin is is the ultimate champion of this yes and she's in new york now doing yeah. the same thing but yes thank you becca for giving us all a Indeed, chance yeah. yeah but yeah that alternate lounge <laughs> yeah man i was i mean i think i i think my, my like my first band in la was playing there in probably like 2009 2010 yeah i, I want to nerd out with the guitar stuff for a second like so were you did you what did you start playing guitar it, like it was like around then um well no, I guess I started in middle school a little bit. Like I learned like a cranberry song. Yeah. Which one? I, uh, the <laughs> one that has the two notes is do 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 do. Probably a zombie. It's one of the other cuts. I don't remember. But like I I never um I never took it seriously until maybe nineteen twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then I and then I really started only started playing when um. 22, 21, um, I got asked to join this band called Rumspringa. Rumspringa. Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Rumspringa, which, whom I awesome. was awesome. Yeah. I was already like you mega fans of. In that band. You ripped on guitar in that band. Well, so wait, but you started. <laughs> and sang too. Sorry, but you started playing to play with them? Yeah. Oh, cool. Basically, That's amazing. You're I, so good in that. I, well, because. So Joey, the singer guitarist, it before I joined and there was another like two other new band members, it was just him and a drummer and he would loop everything and his tuning was different. And so when I started kind of playing for real, it was in a different tuning. <laughs> and so that whole time for like, I don't know, maybe a year or two, um, was playing in that tuning, just his parts and also like you know adding to it and it was like a made-up tuning right like i don't remember it's it's some kind of it's a blues tuning oh it was not like nashville open G or something mm, so it's it, funny it was <laughs> all wacky i don't remember what it yeah, was joey so send us a message he's probably yeah you know what we'll tell you I in the next episode yeah. but we're um that's funny because yeah you're like He's probably one of those like n- music nerds like Joni Mitchell that like makes up her own chords kind of thing. I, when I was first trying to learn to play guitar, 
when I was like 14, I think it, you know, you said like just to, just to write and that's kind of still my deal. But, um, but I was so obsessed with Ani DeFranco. Oh yeah. Because I'm a child of the nineties yeah. <laughs> and the bitch and her tunings. Oh my God. I was like, and her playing dude. Well, yeah. I mean, she's a great guitar player, but yeah, she, all her tunings were fucking crazy. And I, to this day, don't really understand mm. alternate mm-hmm. tunings. So I would like, you know, change the tuning just so I could play like that one song. And it was just pure rote memory. Like I didn't understand. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Digression. <laughs> but you learn, you basically learn to play guitar to play in Rumspringa, which I absolutely remember That's going amazing. to see Rumspringa. And like, also, them being on, um, God, uh, this I'm digging back into the memory <laughs> banks, but um, I've, I've been in L.A. for, oh, August 1st, or sorry, October 1st was my 18-year L.A. anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, sometime, you know, in like around like 2005 I, uh, or six, I started paying attention to the local music scene. And I, was it, I wish I could remember what blog it was, put out this playlist um, oh, and yeah. Rumspringa, I think was on there. I remember like a uh, flying Turbion orchestra. If you remember mm-hmm. them, they had a song in there and like maybe even early Mart and like some other bands like that. <laughs> and I don't even know if they had permission to do it. Cause I remember mentioning that to somebody from Turbion and they were like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> our song was on what playlist? Like you got a free download of our song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Yeah. But I didn't realize you were in that band. So but that's so crazy that you learned to play guitar for that band. They were just like, hey, you're cool. Like, be in our band. Oh, by the way, could you learn this? Well, I was already noodling around, and I, I, I guess I was – I mean, I didn't I didn't know really what I could do until I started learning his parts, and I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And like so, that picking part kind of Yeah, but I, it's funny. He, I think he plays the same way that I do because I don't use a pick, and I, I grow my – nails out just (laughs) it just happened that way it kind of feels cumbersome now i'll track with a pick like when Uh it's Mm -hmm. because it it just sounds better but he was using like picks on his fingers Uh and so i just i kind of like his style probably like leaked on uh, to me because of what what we were playing and they were all like top lines basically guitar top lines like little solo-y, like, noodles stuff, which is what I was already doing. So it kind of worked out. I, I didn't... And it, like, stretched my, you know, ability. Yeah, playing somebody else's music yeah. always kind of does that. There was, like, it was a Telecaster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Love that was oh, his <laughs> guitar. Terrence and always <laughs> wants to know what guitar you that's play. That's my <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah just, no, that's it great. It yeah. his Telecaster, and then um, I think I went off script a little too much, <laughs> and they kicked me out because I was too... No! Uh, uh, yeah, I was uh, unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> you were the wild card. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so funny. I was like, are you sure you don't want me to do harmony on this part? I'm not sure <laughs> if I do it anyway. So, so I, okay, so like I didn't know that hot goss. But well, it's it's a good lesson because you shouldn't do that when you're hired <laughs> to play. Well, I mean, I guess right, right sure. Well, and it, yeah, that's funny because uh, and for you because you you are you also are like a, a hired gun for some really high profile musicians. So you, yeah. you learned that in Rumspringa. Oh, that's funny. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I learned that before I like was point. too deep into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so, seriously. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to shut up and play what they want you to yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, so what, y- you were in Rumspringa f- uh, from? Maybe a couple years. So like 2009 or 10? Yeah, or? till like 2011. 
And did you get after, to keep the guitar? That was your guitar. No, it was his. Oh, no. Oh, did you get yeah. to keep it? No. No. <laughs> no, he's, no, he's, he, it's so crazy because I've always thought like, I, he did take a hiatus from music to, I don't know, maybe spiritually reset because he was very like spiritually, you know, aware. I assume, you know, that, that, that was the case. And, but I always, have thought that like if Sway that record um if that came out now like it would still like hit really hard it it, it was like sort of like uh Alabama shakesy yeah. like oh, very cool interesting like, and his um his writing's so catchy and it's like it is yeah his guitar playing the lines yeah it's just like ah yeah but so leaving Rumspringer is that when you started Gothic Tropic yeah yeah that that was the that was the dawn of of goth trap um, because at that point I was starting to write my own music and I just wanted a project that I could just release music on. Don't think about it; it's a joke. Yeah. Nobody cares. It always starts as a joke. Yeah, no, no, truly, oh, yeah. So yeah, it's so much safer to it start starts, as a joke. It was a safe clown experiment. <laughs> that's and amazing. So that's where the title, the name came from was yeah. kind of like humorous kind of. Well, because my, my issue was marrying all my love of like punk and like pre-punk and like Bauhaus yeah. and like, you know, Susie and all of that, like 45 grave type like influence. And at that point I was like, learning a lot of like Basai Koyate and Fela Kuti and oh, like wow. yeah. a lot of like West African music, which they play a lot of uh, Telecasters and Strats. Oh, yeah. really? Like, those where I was guitar like, lines are so oh, happy. Like, yeah. and so, like, that's interesting. I wonder like, why they favor those instruments. Because it's that tone, you know? Yeah, it's just so clear. And, and then, you know, that was around the time when I think, like, Vampire Weekend was kind of on the same tip. Like, uh, yeah. jubilant guitar well, lines. It's and like, like all West African and, music. Yeah, yeah, and even incorporating yeah. some of that tribal I think that's drumming. the A and yes. A punk, to be honest. Yeah. You know? And that, and at that time, there was like, there was like Tune Yards. There was like, it was yeah. like, we were feeling... Lo- local natives. Yeah, yeah, natives, yeah, yeah. We were feeling tropical and like <laughs> yeah. jubilant and joyful. And so like the music kind of like became that and so gothic tropic was I what it. i wanted it's like dark satire and doom and havoc and but chaos also but tropical also joy. tropical joy yeah. we can like be hedonistic and like do sexy you, um, so yeah do you um you you must know kimmy recor oh yeah one of her projects black flamingo i was yeah. thinking about it today i was like oh they were also gothic tropic in content in but, spirit yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, I definitely saw you play in probably 2011-ish or 12, maybe, yeah. probably at the Echo. I cannot remember. I mean, I think it was like two days later, I went into some little store on Sunset in Echo Park, and I was like, are you in a band? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, because I, like, I mean, it was so shortly after I had seen you play, and I was like, I think that's that girl from that band. <gasps> Crazy. Wait, yeah. are you dropping right wow. now that you met Cecilia yeah. before? Yeah, yeah, I saved what it. What a reveal. <laughs> 12 this years podcast ago? is I don't know. full of I, twists I don't and turns. Math. Well, I, I mean, I just, uh, yeah, like. That's so cool. I, <laughs> I, yeah, I recognized you. Uh-huh. And, I, and, I, and I guess I just, normally I'm like too awkward to like say hi to people. But I was like, 
hey, did you just play at the Echo a couple nights ago? And you were uh-huh. like, yeah, I did. I can't remember. It was like this like cute little clothing boutique on Sunset. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, in Echo Park? Oh, oh. It's now a candle shop. Yeah, probably. Is it that place <laughs> close to El Cid-ish, like Mm-mm. across from no, Silver no, no, no. It's across from the 7-Eleven on Benton and Sunset. No, actually, oh. no. It's like in Echo Park properly. Oh, Echo Park. Um, it's, uh, oh, I know the candle place you're talking about. Oh, in where Blue Bottle is now? Yeah, or Blue Bottle isn't even there I anymore. used to work there. Yeah. Before it was Blue Bottle, it was a boutique. Yeah. And it was way ahead of its time. Yeah, it was very cute. I remember That's that. That's awesome. But I actually sort of want to use that as a segue because I remember being, you know, sort of surprised to see you there because I had just seen you play and you were like so good. And I was like, wow, this band is so great. She's real. Well, but it's like, you know, I mean, we probably know a lot of the same people who like to act like they don't have a day job. Oh, yeah. You know, like, oh, no, I I don't work in a boutique. I don't bartend. Like, they're ashamed to admit they fucking bartend. And it's like, come on. Nobody's making any money from music unless they're like, yeah. you know. And so I, I was reading um, I was reading a BuzzBands interview with you, and you were talking about OnlyFans, your song. Yeah. But also OnlyFans. And also just, like, I think this is a really important conversation, and I really am, appreciate, like, your candor about it. It's like, you have to make money. <laughs> and... It's a thing, and the and the 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 way that um, yes, it's very democratized in how you can release your music, but the way that you make money off of music, like how do you even do it? I mean, you have to have so many streams. I, the only way I know anybody I know makes money off of music is if they have an incredibly popular song that has like millions of streams, or they get some sort of sync deal if and they're I'm, an artist right yeah. yes yeah. yes yeah. Yeah. from and, artists yeah and like more than one sync oh, situation yeah. like because that can be lucrative but you have like, to also repeat it because five thousand dollars sounds like a lot but it's not if it only happens one time i feel like the music industry is a is like a color wheel and if you're an artist you should also be a songwriter you should also be a producer you should also be a composer you should be also up for like sync and uh, publishing you you should maybe also md some like youtuber artist uh you should probably also start mixing and charging for mixing and producing get some service based fees and like get the syncs from your songs you have your catalog get it signed to some publishing company cobalt whatever the fuck whatever you know like it's it's you have to cast such a wide net and do film and TV, do, uh, like, also, like, auditions for, like, musicians that are needed in a Hulu show. Yes. Like, literally everything that you can think of that includes music making or the, like, from, yeah, everything from the production level to, like, the industry level, like... Um, like the series, it, like that, you know, like you did a series for Fender. And right. And that was amazing. Anything, and, anything. Know. Yeah. yeah, literally anything and everything. If you're just an artist, like you really still have to cast a wide net and then, you know, see what is working the most and then do that more. But it's really, you know, for like a mid level indie artist, like you can hope to have like a can keep my house and myself and then like have like a big Nissan, like fucking Sony, whatever. <laughs> sure, yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Should teach a master class, by the way, Cecilia. That's dope. Like, yeah. I mean, like, it's... Uh, from my glass castle? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I mean, in terms of thinking outside the box, like nobody really talks about that. Like you, you know? just have to hustle so, you have to work way harder than you thought you did. <laughs> right. And it's like, I finished a song. Am I good now? It's nope. Like, nope. Nope. Also <laughs> go play for another artist. Right. Like yeah. also do this. Also tour for that. And also it's like, yeah. you can't yeah. stop. Uh, also unless, go viral on TikTok. Oh, oh definitely yeah. go way, viral. Yeah. On, and if you don't go viral on TikTok, nobody will sign your project. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, because just so you know, yeah. that's no. what the that's what the kids want now. Yeah, so don't don't go pitching to labels until you've gone viral on TikTok. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of ways to make and lose money, like as an artist, because like, you know, an artist you need a working capital, and it's often like you know the retail income. I was yeah I was working at the boutique and I like paid a drummer $500 for a four-day tour and in order to do that I rented my room and slept in my car if you have a budget and you're hiring a team of players or like creative directors or producers or mixers or whoever just like know that like it's possible to pay people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just based on how you allocate the budget that you've been given by your glorious evil overlords yes. who have blessed you if i could do it on a retail yes. uh yeah, yeah. yeah. well you slept in your car <laughs> like, i mean you I did think that, everything possible that also says a lot about like how bad you want it but but i mean also like that sucks like you shouldn't have to sleep in your car to fund a drummer but personally i've decided like I, um, I've been beefing up my production skills over the last six years and I've produced for other artists and, um, and I'm getting to a point where maybe I'm thinking like I can just be a one woman, like sort of machine. Yeah. 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 I love that. So that has been, that's been what I've been building towards to like really like lessen my overhead and just develop the skills instead of like, you know, hiring um a really talented amazing people that I like learned a lot from and I and then be getting to a point where I can work with these people again mm-hmm. through the steam of my own like generating my own ca- income to be able to work with my friends again I love that yeah. because there's no fucking way I'm asking for a favor ever again I would rather <laughs> wax Donald's Donald Trump's balls like it, like, it, I hurt, it hurts me yeah. it oh hurts God. me and it like it's, it's a different vibe. This, it feels horrible. Like I just don't ever want to do it again. Yeah. So like I just like am at this point like, all right, if you gotta do something, do it yourself, and I'm gonna do it. But I'll, I'll do you any favor you want though. Just know oh, that. Yeah, you God have, bless you. You have a friend over here. God uh, bless. That was the last time I saw you, by the way, when you got that Charlie XCX stuff. That right. we, we were on the road with Borns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that's right. You've also played with Borns. Yeah, yeah, I was playing keys for Borns. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was a fun tour. You got me a, a show with Julian Casablancas, and I never yes. thanked you properly. So thank you. <laughs> with the voids? Oh, it's nothing. Yeah, yeah, with the nice. voids. I mixed a, a show for them in Canada, and she got me that. Aww. And I had no idea. I was like there in Canada, like, See? who got me this? And then I found out it was her, Cecilia. And I'm but like, that's the difference. She's it's the like, best. You know, like, it, it, so a, I a owe favor, you. Well, a favor nah, as a, nah, I owe you at least five favors. It's like a favor as a gift versus it's asking a for a favor is different <laughs> vibes, I think. But 
yeah. aren't like, we aren't we all doing that unofficially? Yeah, just, we're just totally. It's better lobbing what, blessings across. Yes. The, yeah, it's, it's good like, energy to give, not, but like should. to ask feels weird, right? Yes, like, yes. exactly. Jesus, totally. Oh I mean, I, I think it is kind of an important thing as an artist to sort of, um, you know, share. Uh, or spread the love, you know, whatever. But, but yeah, I, I I don't like asking for favors either for any number of reasons. Yeah. Um, but I do think like you know if it's if it's reciprocal, <laughs> it's not. Uh, it doesn't feel exploitative. Right. Yeah, I love that you were like talking about how like building the uh, empire that you're building because like uh, you referred to like Gothtrop as like proof of concept for totally. like stuff you're working on, which yeah, is such exactly. a brilliant way of like. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. So, like, I just see you, like, just growing, like, doing so many more things, you know? So, I don't know, but I assume that the labels and whoever are deciding my fate, my <laughs> financial fate, with the records that I've made might have a problem, like, placing me genre-wise. Mm -hmm. And, but I look at it as, like, sweetie, the range, like my long game is now illuminated. Mm -hmm. We yes. understand now oh, that yeah. I'm not, uh, oh, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we see now that I'm just building a, I, I want artists to hit me up and yeah. make something in their style and I make your style probably. Well, the, and yes, the, like, the range is the point. Yeah, yeah. that's the point and yeah. that's always been the point when it was a joke to be everything from gothic to tropic. Yeah. Like, you didn't understand what the fuck <laughs> this was the whole time. Do you have anything new you want to play? You no. Or, or, I mean, or like an acoustic version of something that you what, wanted to do. Whatever you feel is like, see, you know. doesn't it's need to be like, new. Because I guess rockerness is like the journey. It's about the journey. So it's yeah. kind of like from, from Veggie Boy to, <laughs> yeah. to whatever, whatever you feel like is Cecilia now. Yeah. You know? see, only, yeah, I think I can remember. Psilocybin just to see the dream. Lexapro just to mute the scream. Yes, Perrier in your gravy, chef's kiss too tasty. Backdoor, how you change the lock? My simulation's too wavy. Uh, Heart-shaped patterns on the moon. Uh, Heart-shaped patterns on the moon. No. Fuck! <laughs> Jesus Christ! The moon. Uh, Dior looking for a room. Ain't no fetish in this Fleetwood Mac. But a Virgo's gotta eat good. I have died. 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 Died. I have died. Verse two. <laughs> Only wake up just for nightfall. Go to sleep just for Adderall. Coffee. Yes, coffee drinks like acid. Every cock ends up flaccid. How are you gonna stream the rock when you're stoned on your own plot? 
heart-shaped patterns on the moon Dior looking for a room Ain't no fetish in this Fleetwood Mac But a Virgo's gotta eat good I have died 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 Thank you for tomorrow Cause the world we had was dead Got me working on my shadow Locked into only fans instead Yeah! Hey! Yeah! I love I can't believe I learned that in front of you Thank you, Cecilia. Thank you, Cecilia. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This was amazing. Thanks so much. This was fun. Oh, man. I wish I hung out with her in high school. I, I know, really, yeah. really wish I was that cool. Like, <laughs> sitting on the wall, smoking cigarettes, you know? Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, I kind of, I love talking to her. I feel like we need to have her back for a second episode. For sure. Yeah, if she will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if she'll she'll have us. Uh, Make sure you follow her on Spotify and Instagram. She has so many good songs. Yeah, there's also some great videos of her playing Fender Ventara guitars that you should absolutely check out on YouTube. Dream Come True playing all those guitars. They're great, and she's really funny in them, too. Yeah, we'll put all the links in the show notes so you can check that out. And while you're at it, maybe go ahead and subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you're listening on, and you can rate and review if you have a minute. Your feedback really helps us get on top of that algorithm. Yeah, we can't wait to share more episodes with you. We're really having a blast doing this, so um, Absolutely. tune in next week. Yes. Bye. Keep rockward. Stay rockward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>